Dan, it's Ryan from the future. Keep the time joke in. This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoo. Talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Totally Obsessed for the year. It's me, your host, Dan DeBoo. It's been such a thrill spending uh, the last few months not just talking to people about their obsessions, but also talking to you guys, our noble listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, I hope you've discovered these last few months some new and exciting things or just learned to see the world in a new way. I've definitely enjoyed just that realisation that there's nothing wrong with being completely bonkers about something slightly unusual and perhaps even letting it take over your life or travelling the world to experience it to its fullest, which is something uh, that Ryan Shelton, this week's guest, has done for his obsession, Back to the Future, which he saw as a kid and ended up travelling all the way to LA to attend a Back to the Future convention for the 30-year anniversary And throughout his career as a TV writer and working on things like Rove and Hamish and Andy, his life has been shaped by Back to the Future. There is a slight audio-visual element to this podcast as well. Uh, You'll hear during the podcast about how Ryan got to fly on a real-life hoverboard. Now, the video is on my Twitter, which is at Dan DeBoof. I recommend you listen to the podcast first and then go and enjoy the video. And the two will come together in a multi-platform experience of Back to the Future amazingness. I did say that this is the last podcast for the year. We'll be back next year with more obsessions, more interesting and creative people with their interesting and creative brains. But for now, let's go inside Ryan Shelton's brain. This is episode 19 of Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof. Ryan Shelton is obsessed with Back to the Future. Um, well, my obsession is Back to the Future. The, the trilogy um, used to be Back to the Future 2, now is really Back to the Future 1 and 2. Uh, I like Back to the Future 3 as well. I like the trilogy. And I think it was the. F- I think I'm obsessed with it. I've always wondered why I love that movie so much. Mm. But I, th- I, th- I have a feeling it's the first movie. Back to the Future 2, I think, was the first movie I ever saw at the cinemas. Oh, wow. I think it was because I remember exactly where I was sitting in the cinema. Like I was sitting like front right quarter, sort of sort of like craned my neck up to the left. And I, for some reason, I just rem- remember, I don't know whether it had an impact at the time, but it has absolutely had an impact on my um, uh, on so many things I've done. <laughs> and I look back at like the ideas I have for... Whatever, if I'm like writing a show or coming up with something, more often than not, my head goes to time travel. <laughs> it's like it, this, this, it's always I just did, which something. never makes things easy for yourself either. It's like, no. oh yeah, let's introduce some multiple timelines into this thing. But like just recently, I've been working on a show and I had this idea to, and I thought, oh maybe I could do like another, like the same character, but it's like 
another timeline. <laughs> and then I was like, I was so in love with this idea for a while. And then I realized, oh, that's just Back to the Future too. <laughs> and it happens all the time where I have like an idea where it's time travel related or... And the rest of the writing room at Neighbours is just looking at you going, come on, Ryan. This is <laughs> yeah. Not- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I just think I'd like to see Lou's childhood. <laughs> um, yeah. So time travel is a big one. I love time travel movies. And I think I zero in on that one because it's sort of formative for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have like a loose knowledge of um, the Back to the Future franchise, mainly because I think that was one of those movies mm. that would be um, occasionally on the Foxtel movie channel. Mm-hmm. And you'd sort of be flicking through the channels and you'd catch it halfway. And I could never quite piece together like which movie it was, whether it was oh, yeah. one, two or three. Mm. And... Where three's, they three's, were Three's easy to spot Because it's of Cowboys, cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Well let's go through So number one Is literally just Go back in time Try yep. not to sleep with your mum Come back to the present Bingo Okay alright <laughs> Bingo You can't mess with success Yeah That's that's essentially it The second one um, Is he It's sort of a Direct continuation Of the first one Yeah So at the end of the first one um, If you don't know much About Back to the Future um, at the end of the first one, everything's back to normal. It's all good. He's saved his parents' marriage. And therefore, because his mum and dad met and fell in love in 1955, it meant that he could exist back in 1985. That's, yeah, I won't go into too much more detail. Anyway, at the end of the film... <laughs> you could, but you won't. I yeah. could if it was more a podcast about my obsession with Back to the Future, which it is! <laughs> go for it! Yeah, go for it! <laughs> um, no, so end of the end of the first movie ends up with him and his girlfriend Jennifer out the front of his house. He looks inside, sees that his parents are happy again. That's all good. And he's left and he goes to kiss Jennifer. And just as he goes to kiss Jennifer... His uncle, Dr. Uh, Dr. Emmett Brown, the guy who invented the time mm-hmm. machine. Uh, God, how many times on this podcast do you have people going into deep detail? That's about- the best bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost myself. In- <laughs> and you're back in the room. Explaining yeah. the plot of Back to the Future. So then they go to kiss. At the end of the film of the first movie, Doc Brown appears in a- another time machine. He's wearing futuristic clothes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And he says, Marty, you've got to come back with me. And Marty's like, who? And Marty's just seen Doc, right? He's just finished his adventure. And Marty's like, what? Where? And Doc goes back to the future. This film Title ends. Title drop. Yeah. Title drop. Film ends to be continued. Now, when they actually made the first Back to the Future, that ending. Oh, yeah. And then he gets in the car, the DeLorean time machine car that he's been traveling around in, that instead of driving around, it hovers and flies away. Okay. And, and we haven't seen that yet, have we? Yeah. We've never seen yeah. that. So when um, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, the filmmakers, made the movie, that ending was supposed to be like a joke. There was no <laughs> thought of there being a trilogy to this to this oh, movie. Wow. Because they just thought... Because at the time, this was like such a weird movie. Robert Zemeckis hadn't really made his name yet. Mm. He'd done like maybe one or two decent films, but this was his first big potential blockbuster so they did that as a joke not really thinking what the consequences might be if they have to pick up that storyline yeah so then when they're told the film's a hit uh and you guys did so well to set it up with that dangling ending so well done on that guys now come good on that that's right and so 
they were told they have to do it again and they're like oh shit we now have to make the DeLorean fly throughout this whole thing anyway so then I don't know why I started talking about this but <laughs> <laughs> but then essentially they then go into Back to the Future 2 which uh, is in set in 2015 and um, he has to prov- he has to stop his future son from committing a crime and going to jail that's that's sort of the vague plot but in doing that he saves that but then yeah, sorry <laughs> but then like in doing that you, I can see on your face the timeline confusion well I'm, I, it's in, it's that but it's also thinking how far into this film should I keep yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> describing um, 30, we'll get 30 minutes in and be cool alright so now uh, we don't need to see the movie no. and it's obvious you like it I love it yeah. I'm obsessed with it <laughs> uh, you yeah, know it's, it's a very very good movie but interesting um, well I think to interesting, you. <laughs> interesting tidbit about Michael J. Fox, who played Marty McFly in the Back to the Future trilogy. So at the time of Back to the Future 1, uh, they were going to make the film. They approached um, Michael J. F- oh, no, they approached, they approached Rob Reiner, who was the producer of Family Ties yep. at the time. I think he might have been in Family Ties. Is he in Family Ties? Maybe. Anyway, approached him and said, look, we wanted to do this film. We think, <clears throat> we think Mike is perfect for the role of Marty. And and Rob Reiner goes well. Uh, he, there's just no way we can he can film like he's like yeah. booked in to do this TV show for the next year or whatever it is. So they're like, oh, okay, it's a shame. We really wanted him. So they ended up going with Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. They hire Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. They shoot for maybe three weeks. All these scenes with Eric Stoltz. You can go and have a look on the internet. Okay, images and this footage, I think. And they shoot for three weeks. And then Rob Zemeckis and Bob Gale were like, he's not right. <laughs> he is not like... He's not Marty. He's not Michael J. Fox. He's not Michael J. Fox. So they approached Steven Spielberg, who was the executive producer, and say, look, I know this is a huge call. And I mean, you've made TV and stuff. You know how expensive that mm, would be. And yeah, yeah. It's like, I think we need to dump Eric Stoltz <laughs> and to go back to Michael J. Fox and just double check, just beg them to let us have him. So they do that. They fire Eric Stoltz and then they go... Mid-production. Mid-production. And then they go back to Rob Reiner and they say, look, we are desperate. Can we at least show the script to Michael J. Fox and see if he'd be at least interested in somehow making it happen? So Rob Reiner And they'd Reiner's already like, fired Eric Stoltz at this stage. Yeah, they'd already done that. Yeah. <laughs> and so calls in Michael J. Fox. High risk, office. high reward. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael J. Fox comes in. He's in the office with Rob Reiner and Rob Zemeckis. And Rob Reiner goes, hey, Mike, uh, look, there's this film uh, that uh, Robert Zemeckis is directing, uh, Steven Spielberg's executive producer. It's a film about time travel uh, and they want you to star in it, but I know you haven't got much time. Do you want to read the script, see what you think? And Michael J. Fox takes a script, heard, he hears Steven Spielberg and time travel is like, yeah, I'll do it. And so Rob Reiner's like, okay, great, <laughs> but you don't have any time. Yeah. So he, they figured out a way to do it that he would film throughout the night, Back to the Future, and film Family Ties in the day. So for however long the Back to the Future shoot was, or maybe it was a small overlap, but there was a time when he was sh- shooting all day, all night. Wow. At the time when Michael J. Fox was also a really bad uh, alcoholic. 
that, that, so he wouldn't have known what timeline he was yeah, in exactly either. yeah, yeah. He, he he's all messed up anyway so he so that that just happened and then the film was great and it worked and all that sort of stuff but amazing it's it's amazing to know that all the actors and the crew shot the same scenes mm. again with a whole different person I just find that fa- fascinating and so expensive. I don't know how much that would, how often that would happen. Are, are there like shots in the movie where you see the back of Eric Stoltz's head I or think like there his is. legs and stuff? Yeah, I have a feeling because I mean, they I, would have been like, we've got to get this. Like, we aren't going to shoot anything we don't need to. Yeah, I have a feeling there's maybe one or two little shots where you do see like it's it's you know the coverage of like. Georgie's dad or of Doc whatever and they've used an old take because it's like well, we don't want to shoot this again for no reason mm. but I know a lot of this stuff because in 2015 uh, which was the year they go into the future and is also the 30 years after the date that um, Back to the Future 1 was set okay 1985 2015 there was the 30 year reunion or anniversary of the film and so I was always like 2015 when that day comes it's going to be the best year of your life it's yeah. going to be amazing I have to celebrate it in some way and then I found out about this um, event that was happening in LA <laughs> that was being all, like a fan organised event <laughs> and I went it was yes it was like five days of like this Comic Con on a very small scale for just one film oh wow <laughs> and I thought I was obsessed the people on that thing were just like properly obsessed, like got married as Marty and Jennifer. And, oh man, you know, it's crazy. So stuff. you're like, I've got the right level of obsession here. Yeah, I was like the cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was the guy that didn't give a shit about Back to <laughs> the Future, but still paid the enormous amount of money to go. It is such a. Because I remember, yeah, a few years ago when everyone was like, um, oh, it's the day that they put into the DeLorean is today. And I remember people kept doctoring images and be like, no, it's not this day and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it is this massive cultural touchstone. And I think of things like um, hoverboards yep. and self lacing sneakers yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, have you kind of felt like you've grown up watching these sort of things come true? Yeah. Do you remember when yeah. you were a kid and you would saw it for the first time and going, oh, I can't wait till that's the future. Well, there's lots of, I feel like there's often in technology, there's lots of things where they're kind of trying to achieve the fiction from 40 years ago. Yeah, just because like someone made it, as you said, for like some, you know, movie that they didn't even think would really go that far. And now scientists today are like, well, we've got to get cracking on these hoverboards. Yeah, we, we're not going to make it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're worried about like, oh God, this is catching up on us. If we don't have like a talking watch that acts yeah. as a phone, in a if couple I can't of years. rehydrate a pizza Like man Maybe should we work on Global warming Or curing cancer Yeah but That movie set a deadline They didn't say anything About global warming But that rehydrate yeah, That all worked out okay The rehydrator pizza Is Something that You're talking about From Back to the Future Yeah If you haven't seen The film In Back to the Future 2 There's a scene There's lots of little ideas That they trickle mm. Throughout the film Which is like Imagine this happens In the future One of them Is an, A special Black and Decker oven. Love it. That's such an 80s or 90s <laughs> brand alignment. Black and Decker. And they take... There's like a little Pizza Hut pizza in a small foil. Like almost the, like the size of like... It's slightly bigger than a condom pack. Yeah. And it's like a Pizza Hut pizza pack. And they take this mini pizza out of there, put it in the oven. And in like five seconds, it like turns into a massive normal sized pizza. Oh, the dream. 
I just I just wish there was a way that that could happen. I know that the pizza probably isn't that good. And also, the funny thing is, you're still going to the shop, buying a pizza, bringing it home. Like, yeah, that's true. It it's just smaller. Yeah. And then you put it in the thing, and it comes out. I mean, it's quick cooking time. That's the only bonus. But like, when I get a pizza yeah. delivered, there's no cooking time. Maybe it'd be just as handy instead of them having to worry. Don't actually, if you're listening, don't worry about the R and D on making it bigger. <laughs> just make it cook really quick. That's actually a better way to, to go about it. Yeah, there's heaps of like entrepreneurs listening to this podcast wondering what their next project should be, you know. <laughs> Furiously scribbling down ideas. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Where do you hunt for your ideas? I go to Dan's podcast because he gets these people on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that the, the, the Comic Con I went to, the future comic the Back to the Future Comic Con was um it made me it made me kind of look at myself and think, What 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 exactly did I think this would be? It ended as um, it ended on the Saturday night, so it was like this whole week of like events, and one of them, <laughs> fuck, one of them was really <laughs> pitiful. It was, oh, yes. it was like a, it was like a hoverboard experience. Oh, and <laughs> I can give you footage. Of Here it. you go, kid. Ride the hoverboard. <laughs> it's just like it's a almost, skateboard on balloons or something. Oh, not, not even that good. It was, <laughs> it was literally. Uh, like a, a hoverboard shaped board uh, attached to um, a crane <laughs> and you, and you got on the you got on the board you essentially like hold on to the the cable and the crane just goes <laughs> I'm gonna find that footage actually I'm gonna send it to you. I, I just need you to see it right now actually just, yeah <laughs> Okay, so what followed now was about five minutes of Ryan scrolling through his phone. Here is a condensed version. Okay, stand by. You can edit this bit out. Um, okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Oh, there's some cool stuff here. Sorry. Sorry, this is not a good podcast. <laughs> I'm about to pull the plug. This is not happening. Okay, hang on. One more chance. I'm going to search by Los Angeles. I'm surprised you don't have this in a favourites folder just so you can relive the thrill of being Marty McFly just <laughs> on the rig. Okay. It's not going to happen. But how do I not have these photos at like... Oh, here we go. Well, I found the time. It's not weird when you go into like years ago and then it brings back all the things that you were doing at that time. Pull in the pin. Damn it. Pull in the pin. I'll, find, I'll send it to you later. All right, okay. And yeah. then you can put it on the website. <laughs> so that was a fun chunk of my afternoon. Uh, but seriously, Ryan did find the video and sent it to me with the caption, Oh my God, this is sadder than I even remember. And I've put it up on my Twitter, at Dan DeBoof, if you want to check it out. Because it is. It is truly sad. But also lovely in a fan sort of way. I don't know. Um, but eventually, we did get back on track and continue with the second half of the podcast. Like, was this weekend a weekend... Oh, this week. Yeah. Sorry to shortchange you. A weekend... A week of uh, regret? Or joy? Um, it was a week of joy. It ended 
um, at a recreation of the Enchantment Under the Sea dance at the place they filmed it at. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to be at the place they filmed. You're in. You're essentially on the set of Back to the Future, and then they got uh, like Marv, the guy who played Marvin Berry. You know, how the, you know, how there's the band. Yeah, and he's like, and he calls his brother Chuck. Oh yeah, and he says you got to hear this. Yeah, you yeah. got to hear this. So the guy who sang Earth Angel sang Earth Angel. So that was things Were there like other that. celebrity guests. Leah Thompson, help me out. <laughs> she played <laughs> Lorraine, his mum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was there. They didn't get Eric um, Stoltz. Uh, that would be good. My, like Michael J. Fox couldn't be here, but. Mm, no, I don't think Eric Stoltz Couldn't would have even shown get Eric Stoltz. No, 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 no. I don't think he would have shown up. I think he's probably separated himself. Is it a himself. sore point for him? Well, it's like the most public firing of like, <laughs> yeah. you know... And, like, and, and he'd signed on too. That's the yeah. thing. It wasn't like it, the casting came down to the two of them. They actually had him on board and were like, look, we'll settle for you. And then yeah. they were like, no, we can't even settle for you. I was going to say, just imagine being offered a job and then being pulled away from you be- before you thought it would finish. And then I remember that, oh, you've worked in FM radio. Yeah, it's happened to both of us. <laughs> yeah. We know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. You've really set your hopes and dreams. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. FM radio. Actually, uh, <laughs> that feels strangely familiar. Everyone that's worked in FM radio before. Do you like, reckon since the internet kind of made it a thing, you've latched onto it even more? Mm, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I was. I mean, you flew all the way to LA, so at some stage in your mind, it's gone. This is super important. Mm, I don't know what it was. I think <clears throat> what changed from the little boy in the cinema craning his neck up from the front, you know, forward yeah. pocket, looking up. To you know, the guy on the plane to LA going, this is going to be the best week in my life. Like, what journey went? Did you go on through that? It's gone up and down yeah. over the years. Like, there's certainly by the time it, when 2015 hit, I wasn't so much buying every bit of merchandise that came out. <laughs> it's almost like because after 2015 happened and it got a lot of press, I feel like then the attention went up and the, it became more popular as like a nostalgic film. But I have this weird thing that when things get like popular, I kind of don't want to like them anymore. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. It, it's and and even if I do like it, I kind of don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't know. Seem to be look like I'm on the bandwagon or something like that. It's like this weird fear I've got from a ch- from childhood. That's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> and, Let's go deeper on that. Yeah, I can see you squirming let's too. Veer away from that for a whole podcast. Why are you gripping the table so tightly? What table? Um. Yeah, so I think there was there was a time when I really really loved it, and I was buying everything. So, so when was that? What kind of that would have been? Two thousand and well, probably like around the time. So I used to be on Rove, yeah, right? Yeah. And around that time, it was like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. At that time, I was really really into celebrating it. I loved talking about it with people. Finally, I was in like a world where I was like comedy writing and talking with other comedians and meeting writers and whatever it was and for some reason that just like sparked my interest again in it even though I liked it the whole time maybe I was in more of an environment where I could is it like one of those movies that is a sort of touch point for similar people so if you are in like you know meeting a comedian or a in a writer's room or whatever and you kind of Set it around about that time. Everyone would go, "Oh, cool! You're, you know, it was almost like a yeah, like a way to connect with people." Yeah, yeah. If I found out somebody loved Back to the Future, mm. it's probably more common now. But there was a time early two thousands, nineties, 
where I feel like it was more like not as much of a well-known film. That's the midpoint between the timelines. So yeah. it's like between 85 and 2015, yeah. the, the late 90s, early 2000s is the midpoint. Exactly. And you could imagine that's when like people started to forget about it and then suddenly it would have come back up that's being like right. yeah. people going, oh, no, nah, the year's almost here. Yeah. And then, yeah, everyone would just come out of the woodwork. That's probably that's probably exactly right. Yeah, and I, I remember... And then when Rove came around and I had like this... Um, I had this like kind of uh, ability to kind of like make things and like express myself, I guess, to an audience. There were so many references to Back to the Future and those things I made for Rove. I did one whole thing about Back to the Future to put a DeLorean in one of them. It was just like this great thing. And then he would have really encouraged that too because he's a total nerd, Rove. Like surely he would have been like... (laughs) Loved it, yeah. And then I think it was once I did that when I was sort of did a few things publicly then people I met would be like oh you I love you're the back to the future guy yeah and then and then only back to the future people would say that most people would be like oh that weird silver car (laughs) reference that didn't make sense Uh, but yeah anyone else who liked it I think I it it allowed me to connect with those people and I love talking to people about back to the future unless they're the sort of back to the future fan who pokes holes in the plot oh okay there are some people who go like yeah but really if he had have done that then this wouldn't have been possible it's like yes Stop. Stop ruining it. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they exist. And they're also the you know, the super clickbait articles as well, where it would be like, yeah. here are the ten things that are wrong about it. And you're like, oh thanks, man. Like it's a made up movie. I know. It's not a lecture. It's here not a the, science class. Here are the ten things that are impossible from the Incredibles. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Obviously. Like, you really missed what that movie was about. Oh. Like you just imagine someone sitting there with their little notebook just being like, oh, Spotted another one. Yeah, yeah. And then the then with time travel, so it usually gets on a conversation about time travel, and I love talking about the possibility of time travel. I don't know where you stand on on time travel. I I'll be honest, I haven't really looked into it too deeply. Mm. Um, I mean, it feels like something that should be impossible, but <laughs> yes, <a> very diplomatic <laughs> answer. But then it does you, feel like something that should be impossible. Don't you You're think right. Like, but. How many things felt impossible a thousand years ago? Well, this is this is my Bam. thing. And this is what excites me about time travel. There was an article, a few articles about an, a year ago maybe or so. And there was a guy claiming to be a time traveler from the future. And it was the most realistic version of it. There have been a few over the years of people who claim that they've come from 2052 or whatever. And, and they say a bunch of things that have happened and... Some of them you go like, I guess that could have happened. But there's no way of proving really mm. that he's lying, which is what I love. I love the possibility <laughs> that even though time travel is impossible now, because of the way time works, we actually can't ever prove that it's impossible because we don't know what people are going to invent in yet a thousand years, five thousand years. And if, it's, if the movies are right and... Um, you can go back, you can travel to any period of time from anywhere, then we could have people here. This is where I start sounding like a crazy person. We could have people living in 2018 from... Three right now. From 2018. Well, if you if you invented time travel, 
Well, let's say you didn't invent it, but let's just say it exists, right? Yeah. Of course, it's going to become commercialized. Yep. Like air travel, which was fantastical a thousand years ago. The idea of stepping into something and flying like a bird. Yes. I mean, you'd get locked up if you said you, you were th- thinking about that, you yeah. know? But now it's so commonplace. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll just grab a jet star to go see Nan for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, it and gets to the commercialized. point where it's like flying, yeah, it's great, but I am not flying with Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like... no, they sponsor the podcast now. No, I'm joking. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love them. No. Um, this is a proudly sponsor free zone, so you can slag off whatever brand God, you want. I fucking hate Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, like inevitably, unless something monumental changes in human nature, if we invented time travel, then you would go, cool. Um, how are we going to commercialize this? And you'd have mm. tourists. You'd yeah. have time tourists. Can you imagine the possibilities? Have you seen Looper? No. Looper's a great time tra- time travel movie because it. So essentially, the from my memory, the vague plot is, um, cops can travel back in time to prevent murders. Okay. So you can. Oh, I don't know whether you, I think. Oh no, no, they're not cops. They're like hitmen. I think. I think they're hitmen that like really rich people higher to go back in time this is like the sequel to the start of the podcast so the start of the podcast was you explaining the plot of a film in but too much well. detail and now it's you explaining the plot of a film with not enough detail yeah i should rewatch looper it's very good another looper a great time travel movie another great time travel movie is a film called primer or prime primer i think now now we got like we can't even settle on the title amazon prime no yeah i think great it's great service i think it's called primer and that's it's a really uh like low budget indie film and it's really interesting that's like two guys that invent time travel accidentally in their garage go back oh. in time and then figure out a way that they can like they, they figure out this essential loop that like this time loop that they can continue living both in the same because the big Back to the Future will tell you you can't have two versions of you in the same timeline. Doesn't work, and you okay. s- certainly can't see each other because you create a time paradox. Ah, uh, all right, okay. Which of course is blah 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 blah. But sure, like I I reckon right if you invent time travel in the future, you try and get someone else to invent like invisibility or something like that, so you can yeah essentially like think of say what's something big. Um, the FIFA World Cup 2018, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say someone really wants, in, in a thousand years, like, oh, I really want to see, you know, yeah. Kylian Mbappe kick a goal. <laughs> then they could travel back. I love that. <laughs> I don't know much about football, but yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that was one of the best moments of the year. But, right, so mm-hmm. if I was a thousand years in the future, let's say, yeah. I'd be able to, like, rent an invisibility pod just above the stadium. Yeah. And just, and like, watch it. sit and watch it. Oh, and so you, you want think... time travel and invisibility? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty demanding. Shit, damn. <laughs> I mean, choose one. Because <laughs> it's you can pick one: time travel, yeah. invisibility, or world peace. Pick one. Time travel. <laughs> yeah. No invisibility. <laughs> oh God. It's invisibility definitely... is like the pervert power. It's time. Let, let's let's remove ones you don't want. Okay, so definitely not world peace. Oh God, no. So it's got to be time travel <laughs> or invisibility. It's got to be. It's a great question. Because if you time travel and you get seen, like you said, you get your paradox or you're a, a maniac. You, mm. you know, that, they're your two options. Because time travel, I think, is beneficial to go into the future. You're apparently not supposed to go into the past because of the, 
<laughs> so they, they say. Te- they tell you not to. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck rules, man. Yeah, exactly. I'll do what the fuck I want. I'll just go back in time and fix it. No, the re- the reason, considering you asked in your mind, um, uh, <laughs> I could tell you were about to ask. It's the butterfly effect of if you squash a butterfly mm-hmm. in the past and you come back. This is what happens in Back to the Future too. You come back and the whole present is changed. Mm. So that's that's essentially what happens in Butterfly in Back to the Future Two Butterfly Effect, and 2. that's um <laughs> that's the one where uh, Biff becomes Trump, essentially Trump. Yeah, yeah, and everyone when Trump was getting elected was like, oh, they predicted the future, yeah. and Bernie Sanders was uh, Doc. <laughs> Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> this yeah. cantankerous old guy who yeah. knows everything, but no one listens to him. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, so you can't go back. So I would love to go into the future and see what happens, but at the same time. Uh, the more I talk it through, the more I want invisibility. Well, it's pretty practical in the given moment. It would be just great, wouldn't it? Imagine that. <laughs> it's the pervert's power, though, invisibility. That's not why I want to be invisible. <laughs> I want to be able to, like, just walk into things for free. <laughs> not bathrooms yeah not change rooms i'm happy to pay for that yeah (laughs) i've got a guy i've got a fixer yeah i'm happy to do that i don't want free perv (laughs) sessions have you got like your system if you ever found yourself in a sort of uh let's say you got sent back to the past yeah and Mm. no one believed you have you got like a system worked out that you would use do you mean like a way to convince someone from yeah no because that's like if it was the recent past, that like you could maybe do some sort of like... Well, the way that they... I'll tell you what's going to be in the newspaper tomorrow or something. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to prove it. And that's... So what happens in Back to the Future, in Back to the Future 2, is that Marty goes into the future, goes into a shop, like a, a nostalgia antique shop, and finds a sports almanac. Ah, uh, yes. yeah, Which has the results of every sporting event for the past oh, 30 years. another dream, another absolute dream of... Yeah. of Every young child oh. just seeing that going, oh, imagine if you had oh, that. To gamble and win. Oh, what a treat. So he goes, he wants to get, he wants to take that back as a thing. Old Biff mm-hmm. in 2015, which is his like the villain of the, of the film. He sees it, steals it, goes back to 1955, gives the book to himself. Mm. So then young Biff can then like bet on all these things and become really rich. So by the time Marty McFly goes back to 1985, Biff is now this all-powerful yeah. Trump-like figure. Um, so yeah, so that, that is a benefit of, of being able to do that because you can, you can make Isn't money. There's some moment, yeah, where old Biff is trying to give the book to young Biff and young Biff is like, who are you? you? Yeah. And so how does he prove it? He turns on the radio in the car. Oh, and there's like a horse race or baseball yeah, game or football something. game or something. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I bet you a million bucks whatever team wins at 19 to 13 or whatever the score You're crazy, is. old man, he's but like, I'll hear you out. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like, how you know what the score is going to... Why am I talking about that? It's like Goldie Wilson. <laughs> yeah. how, 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 you know what the, how do you know what the score is going to be? They're, 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 like, they're down like... Whatever the score would be. 12 to 13. Sure. 10 seconds left. And then all of a sudden they win. And he's like, oh, you know. And just happened to like arrive in the exact moment where a real nail biter was happening as well. Yeah, very convenient <laughs> timing. Well, he's time traveler, so he knows. Yeah, true. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, um, thanks for coming in and spending some time That's with me. All been worth it for that. 
totally obsessed with Dan DeBoof is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan DeBoof, except for the music, which is by Caleb Garfinkel, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutri. This episode also featured the song Tea Time by Go Soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs>